So Ken Seifert is joining us today. He is the author of The Complete Guide to Airport Exercise. So a little bit of background on uh, Ken. Ken is originally from Nebraska and Colorado, among other places. And he is a graduate of the University of Notre Dame and the George Washington University. He has traveled and served his country abroad as a United States diplomat and spent almost 10 years living in Central and South America, Africa, and the Caribbean. He has, uh, so in addition to publishing the book that we're going to talk about today, he has previous publications that include The Rising Storm, a novel published in 2007, and he has been an avid writer for many years. His hundreds of letters to the editor and op-ed pieces have been published in such newspapers as USA Today, The Washington Post, The Denver Post, Miami Herald, among others. And Ken currently lives in Costa Rica. The so Dominican Ken, Republic. Welcome. Excuse me, Dominican Republic. Did I have my coffee this morning? It's early. <laughs> It's early. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're very excited to hear about your book and uh, um, learn from you, really. So, why don't we start with uh, some, you know, I gave a brief bio here about you, but obviously you have a background in fitness as well. So, please tell us a little bit about that. Well, sure. First, it's great to, to be with you all today. I feel kind of like the lazy guy sitting on the couch while you all are actually working hard. But I appreciate the opportunity to participate and to have a conversation. Um, so, yes, I, I have been working out, like many of you, for, for, for a lot of my life. Um, I don't consider myself an expert by any means. Uh, I mean, I've learned things over the years. Uh, my routine these days tends to be about three and a half hours of exercise a day which maybe seems excessive to some people, but for me, it's just the lifestyle that I've chosen. And so over the years, I've developed different kinds of fitness programs for myself and others um, that you know adapt to that person's unique uh, needs and, and interests. Um, so for me, mostly, it's a combination of uh, aerobic activity, a couple hours a day, and then weightlifting. And I try to do uh, you know different muscle groups depending on the day. Um, and it's the routine that I've been basically doing for about 20 years. Um, so yeah, I, I, I do feel like uh, fitness and exercise are fundamental cornerstones in my life, in my, my health and outlook. Um, but like many of you, it's just a matter of figuring out what works and finding the balance. Sure. And you obviously traveled, and I don't, I don't know if you still travel as much, but you obviously traveled a lot. So is that what made you write the book? Absolutely. So I am a diplomat, but I'm also a military spouse, and I grew up an Air Force brat. And so traveling has been part of my life uh, for, for, for forever. Um, in fact, this week, I'm currently in the States. I was just in uh, Dominican Republic a couple days ago, and a couple days ago to D.C., and a couple days after that, I go to Baghdad for a month, and then I'm back in the Colorado and then DR. So yeah, I travel a lot. And honestly, with all the traveling, you know, I 
I had to face a decision. Do I give up my workouts? Do I minimize my workouts? Do I do just a little bit? Um, or do I, you know, wait till I get to my destination and spend hours doing exercise there when oftentimes there, there isn't time for that. So I had to develop some sort of model, some sort of system where I could utilize time in airports and traveling um, to do my workouts. And that's very important to me. So then what is the book exactly about? Is it only workouts at airports or are there are other things? Tell, tell us a little more about then the book itself. Well, the book itself is, as you said, the guide to complete airport workouts. And so, first of all, I take a concept that's not entirely new. I mean, people have thought of this before. If you go to YouTube, people have, you know, done various forms of exercise. But what this book attempts to do is to build a comprehensive program for anyone from any walk of life. I mean, certainly you have the basics where, you know, people can walk around in airports or do stretches or, you know, use the stairs if there are some. But my philosophy is what can we do to build a comprehensive program? So if somebody wanted to do a two and a half workout during a layover, that is an option. Or if somebody just wanted to do some light, light weight lifting, what are the different options for that? So yes, the book gets into detail on the various forms of cardio and anaerobic opportunities in the airports. But I also talk a bit about how to leave the airports literally during layover and go for a long run. But I think the larger concept of the book is about being efficient because we have pockets, all of us, throughout the day that are otherwise wasted time where, you know, we, if we could just group it all together, the 10 minutes waiting in the bank line or the 20 minutes waiting uh, at the grocery store or 15 minutes waiting to pick up a kid, if we could take all those minutes and put them together, you actually get an hour or two or more of a workout possibility. And so what I'm trying to sort of relay and, and share with people is that you can do exercise and burn those calories and, and find those pockets. And if you do it strategically throughout the day, um, you can find that you have the time to exercise, even in very busy schedules. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's important for consistency too, because unless you have something that you can do on your own, meaning without a gym, without all the equipment that you find in a the gym, then it's hard to be consistent. Even if somebody doesn't travel a whole lot, there's so many things that might derail the schedule. So having the opportunity to work out anywhere at any time is wonderful. Um, so before we get into the more, sorry, you're going to say something? No, no, no. I agree with you. Exactly. Yeah. So before we get into a little more details, um, who can benefit from reading your book? I think anybody that is interested in exercise and or maybe limited in time, I think this book has a lot to offer. Um, you know, and I talk about in the book that, you know, literally when I'm waiting in line just about anywhere, I often bring my resistant cords, which for me is one of the best pieces of gym equipment that has ever been invented. You know, it doesn't always replace uh, what good weightlifting would do, you know, bench pressing and, and all that, but it is an amazing supplement and it can really, you know, do wonders. And so, you know, even when I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro a few years ago in Africa, the highest freestanding uh, mountain in Africa, about 20,000 feet, I brought my resistance cords because I thought, well, I can go seven days without doing any weightlifting, um, but there are many, many opportunities and, and, and hours spent acclimating to the altitude, so why not bring my cords? Um, and so really there, there are a lot of opportunities to sort of find those pockets of time. So, um, yeah, 
I think anybody who is interested in health and fitness, who wants to burn some calories, who wants to be more efficient in their time, whether they travel or not, this book gives some good ideas. You know what that makes me think? It makes me, because, for example, when I am on the bike, right? As soon as I'm done, I've got all the endorphins going. I'm, I'm, it makes me happy, right? Exercise makes me happy. So if you're exercising on the go like that, chances are you're, you're always in a good mood in a way that you're not so, especially airports. I mean, airports, ah, oh, gosh. I mean, I traveled for over 20 years, almost weekly as a consultant. And internationally, domestically, it is such a pain being at airports. So just the yes. thought of using that time and turning that dreaded airport environment into something that is going to make me feel good is such a great idea, right? Um, yeah. how, how do you do it, Ken? How do you do it? How do you not get stared at by everyone? Or maybe you do and you don't care. So tell, tell us about that. Uh, well, yeah. So first, certainly airports are amazing gym opportunities. And yes, when you travel, especially during busy times of the year like this, it's filled with cranky people and weird, weird smoke. I mean, it can make anybody moody. And I certainly don't look forward uh, to the opportunity to travel if I'm not exercising. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you're in airports and they're crowded and, and people are, you know, trying to get to their gate, you know, it is kind of a, odd sight to see somebody running with a backpack, which I do all the time, or somebody doing their resistance courts by a chair and, and you know, dripping sweat. It's, it's an odd sight. But as I talk about in the book, the airports in general are odd, you know, places for all kinds of things. I mean, people, you know, walking around without shoes or, you know, somebody, I, I remember a couple of times in Denver airport, I was walking by and I saw a blanket on the ground and you know, a few seconds later, I realized there was a person in it or somebody clipping their nails. I mean, there's just all kinds of sites and we just get used to them because airports are filled with people. And the other thing is, you know, if you go running down a terminal like I like to do in Frankfurt or Miami uh, are some of my favorite places. Um, running is actually not that odd of a site in airports because when you think about it, right. people are late right. trying to get to their gates. They're running all the time. Running is a, is a fundamental aspect of airports. And so to basically to answer your question, yes, there is extra attention. And I talk about this a lot in the book. You just have to get to the point where you don't mind so much. And what I've realized is the extra attention is 99.9% .9 positive. Very rarely does somebody um, look at me and think, wow, that's, I mean, at least they don't say that to me. They, people are smiling. They give me you know, high fives. Even the TSA security guards will give me thumbs up as I, as I pass by them. So I think people are more curious and interested in anything um, and not turned off by it. That's one thing I can do very well is talk. You guys will get so sick of it. Um, well, I hope, I hope the ride's going well. I'm watching uh, all the people on their bikes going up. What is the road to ruins? I, I hope it's a, I hope it's a, it's a good route. Um, but anyway, I think if some questions were to come in, it would probably be about hygiene is one of the questions I get the most. And I like to talk about it. Um, so early here on a Monday morning, let me give you some tips on what I do to stay clean after these airport exercises. Um, so I do get totally drenched during some of my workouts. Um, and nobody wants to be seated next to a guy like that on a plane that smells bad and is, you know, basically soaking the seat below him. Um, but that never happens, and this is how I, I manage it. So the first step is always to plan and, and pack appropriately. So for me, I always have my running clothes under 
my uh, jeans or a suit in some cases, or I'll just travel in my exercise clothes if that's a little bit easier. And that way when I'm ready to clean up um, or ready to get to the airport, I can, I can start right away. So that's the first step. The second is I like to pack lightly. You know, I, I never check bags. Um, I'm going to, to Baghdad, like I said, for a month, and I'm not going to check bags for that either. So if you pack lightly, you have a lot more options. Um, and then lastly, I need to know what I, I have to bring in order to stay hygienic. So I have a little hygienic kit, actually. Um, you know, it has the basic soap, a, a little hand cloth, some, some toiletries. And so I'm all set to go once the workout is complete. Um, so in big airports around the world, London, I think even Dallas, um, Tokyo, there are opportunities to actually take a shower because there are shower facilities. Uh, Frankfurt, you can spend 10 or 15 euro and, uh, you know, you can have access to facility for, for as long as you need. Um, but in a lot of airports, you don't have that. And that maybe gets expensive if you travel a lot. So I just use the basic restrooms and I turn those into my own private showers. Um, the first place I, I like to look are the family restrooms. Now, of course, if somebody's waiting to use it, I don't mess with that. Same thing with the disabled stalls. You know, that's a, the priority is for people that are disabled. But if it happens to be completely empty, there's no line, which is often the case, I'll go in for five minutes and I basically um, use that to clean up. You know, I put my stuff down on, on the floor uh, on towels, like paper towels so that there's, you know, my stuff isn't even touching the floor. And really, you know, when you're in the restroom and, you, and the door's shut, you can get as creative and go to town as much as you want. And I do, I do. I typically, you know, give myself basically a shower in the sink and I do it so quickly and so efficiently, it, it doesn't even phase me anymore. But of course, if someone's just a little bit sweaty, you don't have to, you know, go crazy. You can use the soap and water, clean up the necessary areas and you're good to go. And of course, then I always have a change of clothes that I can go back into. I have a plastic bag that I use for the sweaty clothes and and that's and that's it. You know, I, I go back into the airport. I get ready to board my flight. Um, oftentimes, if there's one of those duty-free stations, I use uh, you know a free sample of the cologne if if you know if that's available, and I'm ready to go. And so you know, if I have multiple layovers, this does get more complicated. It you know it's it's more um, to coordinate. It's more stuff to carry around. Um, but again, you know, a couple pairs of uh, you know sweaty clothes really doesn't take up that much room. And it's one of the small prices to pay in order to make this exercise program work. So this, the, 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 the hygienic piece is actually not that complicated. And of course, if you're in the airport, you know, doing seated dips, uh, working those triceps, uh, you know, and there's, you know, you, just, you, you might get the chair a little sweaty, which I sometimes do. I always clean up after myself because, you know, respect is a fundamental part of this airport exercise idea. You know, you don't want, to make it dirty or gross or uncomfortable for anybody else. Um, following the rules is important. Following the policies of the airport is very important. So I always keep that in mind, the country context. And because I travel to a lot of places where, you know, there's different religions, there's different expectations of, of behavior, I have to constantly think about what's appropriate in that context. And as a diplomat, you know, that's part of my, you know, second nature to, to what I do. Um, but, you know, in all airports all over the world, from, you know, tiny airports in northern Ethiopia to South Africa to Chile to, you know, Thailand, I found that people are very receptive. So the hygienic piece is, is very interesting. Um, 
And of course, you know, the actual exercises themselves can be really diverse. Um, I mentioned the, the seated uh, tricep dips, which is great for triceps. You know, you could also do push-ups on the seat. Um, in my book, I, I show diagrams and I go into details. And, and I, I think people in this group are probably fit enough to know that, how to do basic exercises. Um, I think legs are very important personally. I don't have the cyclist legs like you all probably do. Um, that's probably one area where I'm weaker. So in airports, I try to give a lot of time to legs. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to have a squat bar, but I do have my backpack and, and my roller, and those serve as weights. And that's, that's another point that I like to point out. I do pack lightly, but I still need my stuff. And it's amazing how you can turn any bag into a supplemental weight for the exercise. Um, and so if you go to YouTube, I have videos of me actually on jet bridges, for example, using my backpack to do, you know, tricep exercises or shoulder exercises. Um, you can do just about anything. But for legs, you know, you can do calf raises standing anywhere. And so as I mentioned before, if I'm standing in line somewhere um, waiting to get my ticket in the airport or waiting in line to buy a movie ticket if I'm in a, in a theater somewhere, you know, that five or ten minutes just doing calf raises People barely will notice, first of all, it doesn't take up any room. You really don't need any equipment. And yeah, if I had a couple you know, dumbbells as I was doing it, it's always better. But after 10 minutes of doing calf raises, that's, that's a good little workout for the legs. Same thing with squats. You can do squats anywhere. You don't necessarily need weights. Um, and for all these exercises, and the people in this group surely know that there's always you know, good form and better form when you do squatting. You, know, you don't want your knees to overextend your feet, et cetera, et cetera. So legs and upper body, very, very diverse uh, exercise options, uh, the back included. And so that's why I think the, the resistant cords are so critical. And uh, you can go on Amazon or, you know, look at different brands. Um, I like GoFit uh, personally, but, you know, these bands come in different sizes. You can, you know, add bands to make the resistance, uh, you know, more intense. Um, depending on the person's interests and fitness level, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of diversity there. So you can do biceps, you can do chest, you can do shoulders and back. Um, the only area, the only muscle group that is a little bit trickier for me is the stomach. Um, but of course, if you, you know, again, if you go to my Facebook site, there are pictures of me in Kingston, Jamaica doing sit-ups on chairs. Um, you know, I, I usually try to find a quiet corner of the airport where there's not a lot of people. And sometimes the chairs move a little bit. Sometimes you can, you know, go on two chairs and, and make it work. And yeah, that's a little bit more awkward. I don't do that a lot. But, you know, if I'm going on a 24-hour flight, I got to do the abs too. Um, but as you all know, you could sit down on a, on a flight or sit down, you know, in the airport waiting area. And you can do seated um, sort of ab workouts with your knees, sort of bringing them up to your chest. Um, you can do that very easily from the airplane as well. Um, which is another area that people ask me about. Do I actually do exercise on the airplanes? And the answer is I do. Um, it's very, very imperative to, you know, follow the rules of the flight attendants and follow policies. Um, but what I basically do is, is when I'm seated, I, I do, you know, stomach exercises, as I mentioned. I can stand a little bit, you know, near my chair if it's a time and, and pe you know, people are walking around, going to the restroom. I get up for a couple minutes and I do calf raises there. That typically is not a problem. If I'm waiting for the restroom at the back of the plane and, and there's a line of two or three people, which usually airlines say you, you shouldn't do that, but there's always lines for the, the, uh, the bathroom. And just standing there not doing anything, another opportunity to do calf raises. 
Um, so actually legs are, you know, a, a great, uh, a great uh, thing to work out. And then I've actually done cords with my seat on the airplanes. Um, doesn't work if you're in the back of Delta, you know, in group 17, because I think there's what, 17 groups now, it seems like. There's a lot. Um, and I don't ride first class, you know, I'm a government employee, I'm not in business class or first class, but when I do get economy plus or get an exit row or I have a little bit of extra room, I can do my bicep curls very easily in the chair. Of course, if nobody's around or, or if nobody's bothered by it, I always ask, I always try to be very respectful. It is trickier to do uh, uh, exercise on the planes, but when I'm taking my Miami-Denver flight for four hours, you know, I, I, I can knock out 30, 40 minutes of actual exercise. And, you know, that's less at time that I have to waste when I get to Denver or I get more sleep in the morning because I don't have to factor in 40 minutes. So lots of different options. Um, I think running, though, is always going to be my favorite. And obviously, if you have long terminals, you can run, you know, 10 miles, 15 miles if you wanted to. I remember training for the Marine Corps Marathon a few years ago, and I did up to 15, 16, 17 miles in airports. Yes, those were long layovers, and I definitely needed my hygiene kit after that. Um, but it was great. It was great training. Um, the one aspect of running that people don't consider is running outside the airports. There's a lot of airports out there like LAX, Los Angeles, where literally the sidewalks will take you from the terminal to outside the airport where there are sidewalk, sidewalks that go all the way around. So, you know, you don't have to worry about crossing lots of busy roads. Um, it's just en almost endless sidewalks of running. And so what I typically do when I travel is I research the area. You know, I was in Trinidad and Tobago uh, a few years ago, and I said, you know, let me look online. Let me see what kind of map there is of the area, and, and will, will it be possible for me to leave without having to pay for a taxi? And it was. Occasionally, you know, that's not going to be possible, and people can decide if they, they want to invest in, you know, getting a taxi um, or Uber and taking them to a place where they can run. But for me, I've actually never done that. I've always found a route that takes me outside of the airport. I think Miami is probably one of my favorites. Fort Lauderdale is is one of my favorites because there are um, there's this ice cream place about um, four or five miles away. They know me there by my name now, and my my plan is I run there, I eat uh, you know just disgusting amounts of ice cream because I have a huge sweet tooth, and then I run back. Um, and I don't throw it up. You know, I, I typically I, I, I survived the ordeal without any stomach issues. But, um, you know, sweets for me are almost as important as exercise. I'm not going to say they're more important, but they're almost as important. And part of what got me to develop this program and to really be committed to burning calories is that I know I do eat a lot, a lot of foods that I probably shouldn't eat. And people riding today on this road to ruins, and I'm sure you're in much better um, shape when it comes to eating the right kinds of foods. Um, but for me, I love to eat. I love to go to my Dunkin' Donuts and get five donuts. And so I realized, you know, calorie burning is a lot about math. And so if I just sort of figure out what I need to do to accommodate the lifestyle I want, then, you know, that's good. And of course, you know, one has to worry about diabetes and other health issues. And so it's not just about math, of course. But but for me, that's that's partly why I, I try to do so much exercise three and a half hours a day is because I know I eat a lot. Um, so what else can I say? Um, yeah, I think one funny anecdote in the book that is, is kind of humorous because uh, you were asking me about uh, about stairs. Um, there was a, 
I don't know if you guys watch Jeopardy, but the host of Jeopardy, Alan Trebek, was once in the airport and he was watching me do my resistant curls and jumping jacks and I was dripping all over uh, the floor and he was just, just kind of mesmerized. I don't think Alex Trebek had ever seen such a thing in, in all his life. And I just said to him, you know, here's a, here's my card. You can check out the book and he took it. So I don't know if he ever got it, but, um, it's funny that you get to see all kinds of people in airports and, uh, it, people are very curious. So I think that's, you know, basically the whole concept in a nutshell. Um, you know, there, I know there are people out there that will think, you know, that's too much hassle. That's too much, uh, you know, uh, sweating and, you know, flying is already uncomfortable. And I get that. Um, and that's why there are basic programs that don't involve massive amounts of sweating or hours and hours of exercise. Um, and the book talks a lot about that. And so what's exciting to me is that people have done videos of themselves exercising airports, and there have been a number of uh, people in their 50s and 60s, and one lady in her late 80s that was doing resistant bands, that she sent me a video, which I think is the most awesome thing. And, and it just it's a reminder that there's a lot of options, not just for exercise fiends like us, but for people who just want to not just sit in their chair and waste that time. One thing I do like to emphasize, though, is people shouldn't feel bad if they are relaxing or reading or just take, you know chilling out. Just like you know you chat and chill, there is you know use and utility in chilling, in just you know you know unwinding, forgetting about the kids or the stressful day or the business meeting that you have to go to when you arrive at your destination, and it's okay. I take naps on flights, and sometimes in, in you know I get to wherever I'm going, London or. Nairobi or wherever, and, and, and I have a layover, and I'm tired, and I'll sleep. I'll go into the airport, um, and I'll take an hour nap because that's what my body needs, and I, and I recognize that. Um, so my point is never that that's all you should be doing in airports. My point is rather you can be creative, you can think about the time, and you can figure out how to fit things in. So I don't know if uh, you had specific uh, questions or if there was more I could say, but that's kind of me rambling on for about 20 minutes there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ken. Sorry about Thanks, the issue Ken. with the audio. Sorry about the issue with the audio. No, technology is uh, it's one of those things that uh, you can't always control. 